It's Friday! Let's go, baby. We're almost to the weekend. Congrats. Making it through another week here. Thank you uh, for tuning in to episode number two of Shed Some Light. We uh, don't really know where this one's going to go, but we hope you enjoyed the last one. A lot of baseball talk on that one. So we're going to spread it out a little bit more this time. Can't promise too much more, but we're going to see where it takes us. Start things right off the bat. We're coming in hot on this Friday with a little bit of a sports dump. Some people might say we're coming in cold <laughs> talking about hockey. Come on. Here we go. Oh, right on the ice. There we go. Uh, there we go. We're as we cooking. said last podcast, we're Chicago sports fans. The Hawks lost. I hate Jeremy Colleton. I don't think he knows how to run this team. I think Kane and Taves both hate him too. You see the picture of Taves in the press conference, just pissed off as can be. Here's here's my take here because fire Jeremy Colleton, fire Stan Bowman. I shout uh, out Marshall Chief. Sh- yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to that whole crew. I, you know, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. I kind of only follow the playoffs and the Blackhawks when they're in the playoffs. Hockey's not really my sport, but. The Hawks, from what I've heard and what I've seen this year, it's just been a struggle bus, and that is not what you want to see from your team. Carlton just doesn't know how to play with the team he had. And you, the 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 older the older players that were there, Keith, Taves, Kane, all have like kind of hinted at it throughout the year. And I think this was just like a culmination of when they finally played a team that was better than them in every single aspect by a, a pretty decent margin it showed that we could still hang with them but then i think coaching takes you over the top and that's where it hurts to have Colton. and that's because we showed off raw talent we were we were there we were right there and it was just like that those one or two coaching adjustments that he makes i just don't think i don't think he had it that's the sad part too because when you still go through the roster and see that you have kane taves keith that whole crew crawford still from uh the stanley cup runs those are some pretty big name players. And the fact that we can't put a crew around them that's competent, like, come on now, what are we doing? Crawford, Crawford. The old crawdad. Crawford. The old he's, crawdad in the goal. He's he's <laughs> Crawford. He, you know, I'm, I'm eight. the defense, the defense in general wasn't there. But when you see, you're, I mean, you're coming down the end of the line with Kane and Taves. You got another year or two where they can still. Basically carry the team. Basically Kane carries carrying the team. You got another one, maybe two years. I'm and just it's, it's sad to see them not take not advantage the, of that. Not in the right direction in something that they could easily alter. It's not something where like, oh, you know, our, our cap is, you know, through the roof. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. It's been bad trade after bad trade after bad decision after bad decision. And I think the key word that you said in there is sad because those guys from what I've seen and everything like that, they're like generational players. And the fact that we had them for so long and, you know, couldn't put more of a run around them. Granted, we got the Stanley Cups early in the 2010s and stuff. Dynasty. But yeah. Had two dynasties. Yeah. Could have very easily. But I don't know. You know, we lost. Whatever. On to something a little bit more upbeat. The Bulls, maybe. Keyword in there, maybe, because they still could fuck up the draft pick. <laughs> that's always the option. And let me tell you, that's happened more often than none. But looks like we're headed in the right direction. Earlier 
earlier in the month, firing Jim Boylan. Big move. Let's go. Big move. That man, that man might have been on drugs the whole time he was in Chicago. I don't think I don't think he knew what he was doing. As, like, as I a, think he was tripping acid every single game. Well, as our dad would like to say, could he coach his way out of a out of a paper bag? That's probably not. He's probably over there sucking eggs <laughs> on the sideline. Another classic dad dad joke for us. So we it was just announced Bulls got the fourth pick in the in the upcoming NBA draft, right? And we got the all all the hype around ain't no stopping Obi Toppin, How right? How you doing? That's I, I get that. I get that. But is in your opinion, is an Obi Toppin draft pick, say we get him at four this year, what is that going to do for the team as a whole? Make them better than what we are right now. <laughs> well, and that's a fact. That, that is and a if fact. If anybody wants to argue with me, I'll meet you somewhere. That's not too hard. You can argue with these hands. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. I'm a big Kobe White fan. I, what's your What's your opinion on Zach Levine? Okay, so I I have had a a I would say not very traditional stance on him for many Bulls fans. I feel like many Bulls fans love him and I am okay with him. I feel he like you've a, had a roller coaster of emotions with him no. where sometimes you like him, sometimes you hate him. No, no, no. I've never I've never okay. I've never not liked him, but I've never hated him to the point of where like I just think that one, I think he's a little bit overrated. He doesn't play any type of defense. And two, he's not going to get you anywhere. Like, he's not a player that, like, you can be like, oh, yeah, maybe if we build around him, we'll have a championship team. He's a great sixth man. Like, top-of-the-line sixth man. But he's not. He's never going to be a star. He's never going to be a guy that's going to lead your team to an NBA Finals, NBA, like, deep in the Eastern Conference. Like, he's not going to be that guy. So I'm not going to be the one that's like, I feel like every other Bulls fan is sitting here being like, oh, Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Zach Levine. He scores 35 points a game. I don't think that way because I don't think that he can do anything with us. So in my opinion, we're just wasting our time on it. So I'm a, I'm a little bit higher on Zach Levine than you are. I don't mind him. I do think he's slightly overrated, probably slightly overpaid too. But what I mean, at this point in time, I don't really think there's – too many better options out there that the Bulls could realistically get. But this is not on our uh, agenda of topics to talk about, so I'm going to throw you a quick curveball here. You were saying that you think Zach Levine is overrated. Who do you think is the most overrated player in the NBA today? Chris Paul. Chris Paul by a mile. And what, what makes you say that? Chris Paul, everyone talks about him. like He's like top five point guard of like all time. Like, oh, look at the stats. Look at the stats. Dude, he's been to like one conference final. <laughs> one conference final. I don't even think he's been to an NBA final. You're telling me this dude is like a top five point guard of all time? Don't get me wrong. This year what he's done with the Oklahoma City Thunder is very impressive. But like people hype him up and hype him up and hype him up. And like he just doesn't win. And it might be that he's good at basketball and just a douche off the court. But like... How how has he not made it to he? I don't, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's been to an NBA Finals. I think last year when he made the conference finals with the Rockets was the first year that he made a conference final. Going off the top of my head, I'm going to say that's correct. Fact check. Fact check. Hey, we got any fact checkers? Checked. Yep, that's correct. 
Allegedly, that's correct. <laughs> we don't have any fact checkers. That's, we were just seeing him an anyway. That's an allegedly. <laughs> but have you seen his uh, State Farm commercials? I mean, hey, great State Farm commercials. Wow, let me tell you. Electric but I, stuff. Hey, hot take. Kind of like the new Chris Paul better, if you know what I'm saying. The other guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a wild he's, call he's right better. there. You see him doing the crossovers with the uh, kettlebell? Yeah. They went right <laughs> through the window. Slinging it in, into the mirror? If he hit somebody with that, you know what they call it? <laughs> a killer crossover. <laughs> oh! That's a nice dad joke for you on a Friday. We uh, are we cooking go. on this Friday. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, uh, I would like to give my input because you said Chris Paul. I'm going to follow you up and go James Harden. Yeah, but James Harden at least wins. But he a good he wins more than Chris Paul does. Yeah, That's a fact. Yeah, but I still think he's overrated in the sense that he's a one man show that does the same little shuffle step, shuffle step, back up, step back, knock down. Hey, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I'm not a James Harden fan. That's all I'm gonna say. You can say you're not a James Harden fan, but you I and I still think he's overrated. Underrated. Underrated. Oh, no, you think he's overrated. I was asking you who's the most underrated player then. He Quick is one. He is overrated. Underrated? Um, Man who's playing right now. Dame? Dame Dalla. Yeah, I could I could definitely get behind that. I could also take a, a very homer pick and go Pat Connaughton. Oh, yeah. Everyone, great role player. Everyone sleeps Planet on Pat, Pat Connaughton. Planet Pat. Oh, my goodness. He does not get the respect he deserves. What up, baby? Shout out to him. But, uh, I mean... Damian Lillard's definitely a good pick for underrated. I'd like to throw Pat Connaughton in that mix. I don't know if he's to that to that level, to that stature yet, where he can get that call up. But hey, he's a, he he does his job. Yeah, very and he does well. it well. Very and well. He does it well. That's what I'm saying. But we got the uh, Portland Lakers game on in the background right now. So question for you. Answer for you. Obi Toppin not there at four. Who's your number two? Got anybody? Um, I'm gonna come out here and be honest with you. You don't know. You have no idea anybody else in this draft besides <laughs> Obi Top. And uh, I know for a fact. Uh LaMelo Ball. <laughs> Great answer, dude. That's about all I got. I'm taking I'm taking if he's there, which I'm guessing he's not, because I'm guessing LaMelo Ball and then Anthony Edwards go one two. But if Anthony Edwards somehow falls to four. What I'll am- take him as a one-two combo guard, him and Kobe White. What and, about uh, James and- Wiseman? I'll take James Wiseman, too. But that's the thing. like We don't need James Wiseman. No, but that would mean it would be a perfect Bulls pick. Oh, yeah. No, we'll pick we'll pick that uh, that small forward out of Israel. <laughs> Denny, Denny Abdiji or whatever his name yes. is. We'll pick him. Yes. And we'll be like, we'll, we'll be like, the scouts say he's the next Luka Doncic. And like he'll turn out to be he'll like be, every other He'll, like, he'll be in European the league for guy. two years. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be like he'll be like a European Doug McDermott, where like we trade up to get him, and then it's just like uh, he's very average. Isn't he? Where is he right now? Is he in China? Doug is McDermott. He? Yeah. No, Doug McDermott's definitely still in the NBA. He is. Oh yeah. Fact check. Fact. I got. I got the fact check. We got it. We got to get some stats on this. We should have. We should have done some research. Dude, I threw yeah, the- he's on the Pacers. He is. Yeah. Well, clearly, uh. I'm not watching enough basketball this season. But uh, you got anything else you want to add in about that? Nothing, else on, nothing else on the Bulls. No Bulls? So, All right. Uh, we're moving down the line here. So our next Chicago sports team we're talking about, White Sox. Whitey tighties. Take a little sweep, 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 sweep. Get the brooms out. Sorry about that, Detroit. 
That was a uh, big sweep that we completed. Uh, what was Tim, that? Tim Anderson literally sunned the whole Detroit Tigers organization. <laughs> sunned. That was I mean, uh, what was that? Three home runs in four games, two leadoff home runs back to back. I mean, the real question is: best shortstop in Chicago. Might I add, Javi Bias is batting like 200 this year. I mean, I'm giving you a fully biased opinion, but I'm staying with Tim Anderson any day of the week. That's just my take, though. Change the game, baby. Get that pasta party going, Tim. What up? Big pasta party. Big you, you pasta know, party. You know who else, though, with the Sox has been big time stepping up, and I'm very happy for him? Jose Abreu. He, Jose, I just want to give him a hug. He he put up with so much nonsense these past rebuilding years, and finally that he now that he's in the spot in the lineup where he doesn't have to carry the whole offense. But the thing is, like he, I get what you mean because he shouldn't feel the pressure to, but he like realistically is in the spot where he has to carry the whole yeah, offense. Yeah, yeah. He's but he's batting he do- in like the three and four hole. Right, but what I'm saying is that the rest of the offense around him now is actually getting on base and doing their job like they're supposed to, not doing whatever that we've been doing for the past rebuilding years. It was a, it was a good series with the, with the Tigers these past four games, but uh sneaky, sneaky big series coming up this weekend. I don't even think it's sneaky big. I think it's just big. Starting today, going Friday, Saturday, Sunday against team from the North side. That's uh that's definitely going to be something. Definitely not nothing. It's definitely not nothing. <laughs> What you do know, you? We got we got, we got Keiko on the bump today. I'm feeling good. I the love thing Keiko. Is, I love Keiko. Love he has Keiko. been awesome, dude. You want to know what goes very under talked about? What is that? We we tried to sign Zach Wheeler, and if we would have signed Zach Wheeler, we wouldn't have got Dallas Keiko. However, Zach Wheeler has, and I don't even think it's arguably, has been better than Dallas Keiko this year. Yeah, but but I think Dallas Keiko does a lot in the locker room. Yeah, big big locker room guy. And Zach Wheeler got fucking pussied into going to Philly because of his wife. So fuck him, anyways. Yeah, I'll take Dallas Keiko any day of the week. And Dallas Keiko's got a sweet beard. Sweet beard, sweet, sweet sleeve tats. Like he's he, I think he he's kind kind of like a a mullet mohawk type of thing going. You can kind of see it off the back. A he gives a clean. real South Side, you know, Chicago White Sox vibes. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. So I'm very happy with him. I think uh what what you got th- any predictions for this weekend, this this series? I'd have to see who the Cubs are pitching each day, but I'm going I'm going two one socks. <laughs> oh, there was a pause there. Were you uh enticed was, with the there, basketball there, game yes. or were you thinking about that? Hassan Whiteside and Anthony Davis were tipping around a rebound and I was very intrigued about who was gonna get that board. It kinda, I kinda blanked for a second. I blacked out, I'm not gonna lie. I will be very happy if we come away with two out of three wins this weekend. I think that'd be solid, solid momentum for us. I, I do think that this Tigers series leading up to it provided us with some good momentum that we needed coming into the weekend. I'm pissed. I'm pissed, but I'm not pissed that Giolito's not pitching. I just brought this up earlier today. If we could have th- saved Giolito to start tomorrow and gone Giolito, Keuchel, Cease again for one, two, three against the Cubs. Well, then the the counterpoint to that is I'm pissed. They took Dane Dunning back to Schaumburg. Dane Dunning, shout out to you, Dane. 
I fucking love you, dude. <laughs> and I've been I've been on your side for the past like year and a half. I I definitely year and a half I've been on your side. And you fucking just proved me right last night. <laughs> I fucking love you, Dane Dunning. You are disgusting. I will back disgusting. that up. Disgusting. Uh, so you have been talking about this Rex guy. Specs all been, day. You've been talking about this guy for a very long time. And uh, the his his first start the other night was my first experience with him. And definitely, uh, definitely lived up to the hype train that you were bringing. Dude, the breaking ball, disgusting. His curveball. I don't even know what's better than a 12-6 curve, but it was better. It had more movement than a, a normal 12-6 curve, and it was his first major league start. And he looked dominant. And that's what you love to see. But can we talk about something? Can we talk about how ESPN hates the White Sox? Can I, can I give you a little some sum dive, for you? Dive deeper into this topic for All me. All right. So it, it, it's been going on for a, a long time, but I'll give you three – Little recent incidents that happened. First incident, I believe it was uh, Indians Sox night game about a week and a half ago, and uh, you know, in between innings, what does ESPN do? They throw up a poll to everybody watching. Oh, what's the poll? You might ask. Is it how good the Sox are going to do the rest of the season? How good the Indians are going to do the rest of the season? Nope. It's, how well do you think the fucking Cubs are going to do? Hey, ESPN, fuck you. (laughs) Don't you ever, don't you dare throw up another Cubs poll in the middle of a White Sox game. And then, this morning I'm watching ESPN, as I do in the morning to wake myself up. (laughs) And they're talking about the the White Sox-Tigers game. And I get it, Casey Mize, Tigers pitcher, also very disgusting. Got to give credit where credit is due. His splitter, filthy. He was making a lot of veteran hitters look really dumb last night. And they're talking about Casey Mize. They're going through his line. Four and a third, seven strikeouts, blah, blah, blah. Dane Dunning has virtually the exact same line. And all they say, oh, and right at right at the end of them, basically just praising Casey Mize. They were like, oh, and Dane Dunning also pitched four and a third and had a couple strikeouts. Hey, man, he arguably had the exact same line. Like, talk a little bit more about him. Here's the Then, thing. wait! Oh I'm not goodness. even done. I'm not even done. This one, this one I found, this is just more, like, comedic than anything. And I don't really think this is the White Sox being hated on by ESPN, but it also might be. Sports Center Top 10, uh, I believe six on the Top 10 was in the St. Louis versus Cubs game. Kyle Schorber, line drive right back to the pitcher. Pitcher catches it. You know, oh. ducks out of the way. Yeah, I know I'm where this sorry. is going. Who did that twice last night? <laughs> Dane Dunning. Who didn't Who didn't even make the top 10? Here's the thing, though. That Here's, is ridiculous. See, so. Fuck you, ESPN. The thing is, whenever, whenever the games are on, I'm obviously going to watch it with our boy Steve Stone and Jason Benetti. Of course. I, I like the local broadcast, right? And with with the lack of coverage, national coverage on ESPN and stuff like that, I appreciate the fact that the Sox just fly under the radar. I hope that they're the team that just sneaks up on Dude, everybody. but it's not, it's not flying under the radar. It's pure disrespect. 
It's it's not like if they just like didn't talk about the Sox and it was like, oh, like look at this team on the south side of Chicago that's all of a sudden really good. I'd be like, oh, they just flew under the radar. They like deliberately don't talk about them. And when why. they do, and when they do, they have to mention the Cubs in some aspect. I wonder why. That's all I can say. Ridiculous. <laughs> Eat dicks, ESPN. <laughs> Anyways, before we take our first break here, we got one other topic to hit on. And, and let me tell you, boys, this topic a doozy. <laughs> I'm just, uh, we're staying on the baseball theme here, but I'm going to let you take this one over. So, uh, Red's announcer. I'm literally going to, I'm going to call him Thom because that's how his name is spelled. I know it's Tom, <laughs> but it's Thom. Also, we know that all the other sports shows and everything have, have thrown in their opinion on this and talked about it, yada, yada, whatever you want to talk about. We're going to give our little two cents on it. Tom Brenneman <laughs> Tom. Gets, gets caught on the hot mics using an extremely explicit slur that should never be used before the Reds game. Gets taken off the broadcast, gets replaced by a, uh, you know, backup broadcaster if you will called and him then, up from the minors that yeah, day <laughs> they got him off from the training facility uh and during the i believe it was like third or fourth inning he is giving his apology live on air and during this apology red's player nick cassianos just takes one yard and in the middle of him apologizing this man calls the home run he hits him with a, I'm sorry for the action that I said. I'm a man of faith. And there's a deep drive out the left field. And that's a home <laughs> run for Castellanos. It's 4 nothing. Now, now, hold How on. How in hold the on. world do you say that? Here's the thing. Let we're, the backup announcer get that. Uh, here's the thing. One, we're not making light of this situation because what he said was definitely wrong. But two, the, the him calling the, the home run is unintentionally Maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just because of the situation that he was put in, like, he had to have just been sweating through his shirt, his pants, everything that he was wearing that day, done. And, dude, I was trying to think of, like, his reasoning behind it. And, like, maybe he's thinking to himself, like... I still got to do my job. No, yeah, maybe he's thinking to himself, like, the five people that are listening on radio right now. I don't even know if he goes to the radio station, but maybe he's like, oh, those five people need to get a live update of the score. But, like... Just let the backup announcer come back after your apology and just be like, uh, and during the break, uh, Nicholas Cassianos hit a home run to left field. Yeah, and it's in, now four to nothing. In that situation, you got to just power through that apology and let let the game take place as it's taking place. But yeah, that's a that's a tough look. Tough, tough look. He He's was been suspended he, indefinitely. Gonna probably going to get fired. Probably should have to go to counseling. Probably the end of his career, if we're being completely honest. You know, I'm not one to speculate on that. I don't uh, agree allegedly. with— Allegedly. I'll throw the allegedly tag on all of those all of last things. <laughs> Everything that has been said has been alleged. That is all. But we're going to take a quick break here, grab some refills, and uh, finish this one out for you on a happy Friday here. Okay, and we're back. We already got our second rounds cracked here. But coming off this break here, I wanted to bring up that this weekend, Sunday, marks the, what is it, 104th 
maybe. Don't don't quote me on that. But anyways, fact the- check. <laughs> we need some fact checkers. Indy 500 is this weekend. Now, anybody? <laughs> I. I don't really follow Indy Indy car racing outside of the Indy 500, but let me tell you, if you ever have the chance to go to an Indy 500 race, it is probably one of the most fun things that you could do. It's fantastic. Everything about it is great. The entire weekend, everything leading up to it, the race itself, like, oh my goodness, it is awesome. You can bring in your own cooler of beer. Do I need to say more? (laughs) You got a whole... A whole cooler stocked with Miller Lights, great weather, watching Indy cars flying around the track. I mean, what more do you need, right? There, there's not much more that you need. I'll be honest with you. The, the infield is great if you want to have a good time, get a little loose during the game. You know, if you want to, you know, listen to a concert going on during the race, you can't even tell that the race is going on while you're in the concert. Uh, pretty sure there's a golf course in there. Don't know if you can get on during the race, but there's it, a golf course. It is there, but yes, you cannot get on during the race. But also from the grandstands, you you got a great view the whole time. It is just such an awesome weekend, and I am so sad that there are no fans allowed in the stands because, like I said, I've gone a couple times now, and it is an absolute blast. Great time. Like I great time. oh. I was I was also I was also fully against it before I went the first time. I was I was the and I'll be the first one to admit I was very stereotypical like oh why do I want to go to this dude what do I want to watch a bunch of cars turn left all the time no and it's great the thing it's is thrilling. too being from Indiana like we we somewhat understand it but not like the people down there so if you're listening to this and you're not from a place where racing is really big I'm telling you watch it. Give it a chance. If you ever have the chance to go there, go to it. Go to it. So much fun. Awesome. awesome. So much fun. But I'm looking at the at the uh, odds right now. Scott Dixon looks like our uh, favorite right now. Alexander Rossi, Ryan Hunter Ray. I, I got my pick, by the way. And Marco Andretti round out the top four. Who you got? Oh, let me see it real quick. I mean, let me read his name, and I'll get. I'll tell you why. Okay. I, I already gonna... know. I already know who you're gonna pick. Oh yeah. Who am I gonna pick? Uh, are you gonna go with willpower? No. No. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to mispronounce his last name, and I apologize. Uh, Helio oh. Castro Neves. Yeah, you said it right. Let's go. And you know why I'm picking him? Was because when you were looking up the names, your phone was like kind of down to the left of me, and I thought his name was Hello. And that's <laughs> the cool name. So go, Helio Castro Neves. You're my guy. You're what? Plus like 3,000? Plus 3,300 right now. I might, I might throw a bet on him. I'm making some money this weekend. It's a it's a pretty decent field, so I will definitely be tuning into that on Sunday, and I hope uh, you all will as well. But uh, I, I I don't know about you. I'm going to be watching in jorts. I got a pearl snap button down. I have a legit off. mullet, so I mean I'm in. Oh, I'm so excited! Might throw a bandana on. A cooler full of Miller Lite right next to me. We'll be good. Maybe maybe set up a TV outside just to get the full effect like you're sweating in the stands. I might, you know, just go outside and tan tomorrow in a shirt just so I get a better farmer's tan going. <laughs> really, and then and then wear the cutoff for the Indy 500. Oh. And then really really embrace that lifestyle. I am I'm literally so sad that people will not be in the stands. It is such a great time. Whew. 
Anyways, enough with the IndyCar talk. We are going to move back over to our baseball here real big, quick. Big topic of the week. Big topic. Big talk of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. And the MLB's quote-unquote unwritten, unwritten rules. First of all, I just want to get a disclaimer out. I'm really sad Fernando Tatis is good because he was a, he was on the White Sox at one point, and we traded him yeah. for James fucking Shields. But – I'm not Steph Curry as cornrows. Holy shit. <laughs> We're watching a draft recap on the TV. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, okay. Fernando Tatis. Unwritten rules. Fernando Tatis, for anybody that doesn't know, they were up 10-3. to I believe it was in the eighth. Base is loaded. 3-0. Fernando Tatis is up. And it wasn't a meatball, but it was a very hittable pitch. And was, so he did what any other person would do. He swung Grand Salami, put him up 11. And then was uh, it was not taken kindly to by the Rangers. And even the, the, the Padres manager was like, yeah, he probably yeah, want to take a Both managers. Pitch both managers. Piss off both managers. And then the next day, to really just shove it in their face, they're up, I believe, 6 nothing, fourth inning. And this dude steals third base. I love every second of it. I mean, the thing love is, it. the thing I is, wish, too. And the thing is, well, first of all, sorry. The real thing is, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't celebrate the grand slam. He just ran to first base. I wish he would have turned to the Rangers dugout and hit him with a suck it. Just a big old, yeah, don't throw me a meatball. Suck it. The most wild thing about it, too, is he apologized. Yeah, that's the only part that what? I don't like about him. What? But, but the thing is, I think he stole third base as a, I'm taking back my apology. You're a batter. You're one of the the faces, the young faces of the league, and your job as a batter is to go up there and hit the ball. Right, what are you so, supposed to do? Exactly. So then this gets us into, I'm going to read you some of the unwritten rules of baseball from MLB.com. Oh! And this is, Michael has never, never heard these before. We're going to get gut reaction. All, All right. right. Let's hear it. This was this was in light of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s home run. So they they recently wrote these, and so the so first wait one, wait wait these are unwritten but now written. They're now written rules. So mm-hmm. the real question is like, what are the are there no unwritten rules of baseball anymore? Ah, okay. That's the question. Okay, that's well. The let's let's right. hear the written rules now. Don't steal bases, swing at three zero pitches, or otherwise run up the score when ahead by a large margin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, wrong. Th- that's already tells you right there. What's a large margin? If you're up two nothing, are you not allowed to hit the ball anymore? Oh no, I'm not even going like semantics wise of this. Like win by fifty. Yeah, you might as well. We're not. Listen, you, everybody that's playing are professional players. This isn't. This isn't ICCL upward basketball anymore. This is the major leagues. If you don't want me to run up the score, but when we're up a large margin. Don't let us go up a large margin. Yeah, get a better team. That's a dumb rule. Dumb rule. This one, this one, I actually kind of agree with. I already tell you this. Don't steal bases or strut after home runs when behind by a large margin. I agree. Don't strut after home runs. Yeah, if you're but pi- steal bases all you want, you're trying to get runs. Steal all the bases. Yeah, hundred percent agree on that. But if you're pimping a home run and you're down four, yeah, you suck. Come on now. That's that's one of those. Just look at the scoreboard and. Move on with your life. All right, uh, I I have a I have a very strong take on this one. <laughs> okay, as as but not like strong as in like 
crazy take, but like, you'll see. Next rule. Don't swing at the first pitch after the pitcher has allowed back-to-back home runs. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck made that rule? That's the first pitch I'm swinging at. That's probably a meatball down the middle. That's like that's like saying I'm taking that one 500 feet to right field. That's like saying okay, first of all, even even the bad pitchers are getting paid more than like most people are going to make in a regular job. So that's like saying, hey, this guy sucks, so give him a break. No, the whole point is to win the game, dude. No, you know what that is? That's when like you know, uh, this is this is. It might be kind of specific to us, but I, I, I feel like everybody that played a sport when they were a kid had some type of this moment. You know when, like, we were up a lot in basketball and dad or our coach would be like, hey, you need to get, like, eight passes in before you <laughs> score? But, like, you, everyone knew you were going to score. Yeah. Don't let this dude, like, take it to the rack any day. If he throws you a meatball after letting up back-to-back home runs – Take that thing deep. This goes right back to the Fernando Tatis talk right at the beginning. If you're a batter, your job is you're up there to get a hit. And if a ball comes right down the middle and you don't swing, you're a bigger idiot than if you were to swing and get a hit and break this quote-unquote unwritten written rule. Yeah. I don't like that. Next one. Don't show up your opponent. No. Fuck do it. You. Do it. Do pimp, it all you want. your home runs. I want you to. I want you to chuck your bat further than the ball. <laughs> launch that thing now granted it sucks when you're the team being pimped if my team gets pimped i'm gonna be like that guy's a douchebag yeah but guess what if i'm on the other side at least i evoke a reaction yeah i want i want to argue about something i want to talk about something i want to be like oh you see that dude who hit four home runs in a row and walked to first base every time he did like dude that's not fun make it fun make it polarizing yeah i'm uh yeah I don't like that rule. Go out there, have fun, do what you want to do. All right. I'm, I'm skipping a couple of the ones that I think will have some takes to them. Next one. Throwing at hitters is the conventional retaliation. I might have a hot take on this. Throwing at hitters is conventional retaliation? Yep. Uh, it depends on what they did to warrant being thrown at. Like, say, say the you hit a home run off the pitcher the last time you were up and then the pitcher throws at him. Like, what are you doing? That's just, that just means the batter did his job better than you did your job. But if he did something like say he cheating, oh, shout out Joe Kelly, say he cheated, right? Maybe he knew what pitch was coming before that pitch was thrown you should go up there and beam him every time <laughs> at that. <laughs> okay, so I actually I actually have a new written rule that I think MLB should establish. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I'm fine with throwing at hitters. But you got to hit them like, you know, mid-back to like thigh. Anywhere in there, I'm fine with. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not condoning but, headshots. But, no, yeah. no, no. But... Here's where it gets the new rule coming in. Since the pitcher holds all the power in that, the batter should be able to fight the pitcher like hockey. And the second he goes down, the umps have to dive in. But, like, if they're on their feet, they should be able to just throw hands. And it's got to be, like, no, no, like, no outside catcher can't come in, first baseman, dugouts can't clear. It's just, like, 
you know and and I know that we're going to go fight each other. I like that a lot. And it's just like the second like somebody like either lands a major punch or like falls, it's just like the umps just dive in like head first and they just like it's now a rule where you just like so throw hands. Do you think that that would eliminate pitchers throwing at batters? Or do you think that would <laughs> I think it'd make the rivalries even better. I really like that rule. Like dude, but okay, I'll I'll put a restriction on it. You only get like one fight or one throw at a game. Because if not, I could see like I could see like like Mets Yankees if they're both like really good and like Cubs Sox <laughs> like just throwing hands like <laughs> numerous times, like once an inning. You get like one one fight a game. Oof. I really like that rule. Yeah. Right. Imagine, imagine if you're the batter and you just get to charge the pitcher knowing no one's going to stop you. Yeah. Oh. The, but it like, I'll, I'll put like little caveats, like no tackling. You can't tackle the pitcher. Well, that'd be dumb because the fight would just end right there. Exactly. Like you, 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 you got to like, you got to like square up. Yeah. Dude, tell me, tell me that, that would make baseball more. That is good. I like that. The, like the arms are the only ones who are allowed to like charge them. And they just got like like hockey fights where they're just like a foot away, and the second like a major blow it gets hit or something, or like guy falls over, that they just like they die. That's in. that's pretty good. That'd make baseball so much more fun to watch. Hey, that's what they're trying to do, right? Trying to bring in that younger audience. <laughs> Boom! Right there. I like that. I like that. I also don't know how that would play in this season with um you know the team that cheats, like they would get in a lot of fights. They'd get in about one a game. <laughs> but then, you know what would be the funniest thing? Is then bringing in, like, just a ripped pitcher. And just being like, hey, your job is just, like, fucking... Like, you know how hockey has Bring enforcers? In, yeah. If it's you, the enforcer of, like, a pitching staff. Yeah. Just be like, listen, man, I don't need you to throw that hard. Just throw, like, 80 miles an hour, beam this dude, and then fight him. Okay, here's the thing now. Because, because you'd probably get tossed. The new, the new rule, right? The pitcher that gets brought in has to face three batters. Are you willing to sacrifice him giving up runs to other batters in order to just beam a guy to get in the fight? Depends on like the act of like <laughs> if it's like the Astros, the team I, that cheats. Yeah, I'd I'd be like, yeah, sure. Do you know who would be a great pitcher? I feel like that would like just absolutely beat the shit out of somebody. It's on the socks, Jimmy Cordero. Jimmy Cordero. Oh, you're saying like a legit pitcher. I was thinking somebody. of just some like an athlete that you can no, no, bring no, no. in like, for this legit, situation. Which, like if right now that yeah. rule gets established, like Jimmy Cordero is our guy. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Because he's got he's got he those gas, but he's also like pretty ripped. Yeah. Well, you imagine like Randy Johnson throwing hands. One sleeve, Jimmy. I was I thought you were gonna bring in like Ron Artest or something. Just oh, if you can, yeah. If I'm gonna like <laughs> well, get someone to like fight, you were me. you were talking about bringing in a ripped pitcher. Just to, no, like, just... but like he's got to be like good at pitching. He's gonna be like somewhat decent at pitching. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, are you willing to bring in a guy like Ron Artest to get in the fight if he still had to face his minimum of three batters? Oh no, 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 no. See, what I'm doing then is like I'm drafting a kid out of college who like is pretty big. But like really doesn't have the stuff to be an MLB pitcher, and then he's my enforcer. Where like you still know how to pitch. You still can like skate by. All you gotta do is face like three batters. 
like hit the first guy, like maybe strike out the second guy or like pop him out or whatever. And then like, you know, maybe give up a single to the next guy and you got first and second, new guy comes in, one out, double play, you're out of the inning. And you fought somebody. Yeah, I like that. Fighting in baseball, definitely needed. Yup. All right, we'll do we'll do one more. Sorry, we're scrolling through the rules here. Let's see All what right, we this got. One, this one is uh, very, you know, talked about. I feel like this is a big, big into baseball type of discussion. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. Dude, I feel like I feel like that's. I feel like you shouldn't, but like I feel like you can like you can't go over the middle of it. You can like put a foot on like the end. I mean, going back to our first episode here, I played limited baseball, but I thought that was just something that everyone did. I didn't step on the foul lines and I didn't step on the pitcher's mound. Well, that was the whole thing. Did you see like when Dallas Braden was pitching for the A's and he got in that huge fight because some dude ran across after getting thrown out of first base? Yeah. Stepped on pitcher's mound. Are you talking about the mound mound or like the? No, like the mound mound. I feel like you can't step on the front side of the pitcher's mound. I feel like the back side's not as important. Do you pull like yeah, a foot you, on the back side? Yeah, if you want to step on the back side. That's... Front side, front side. I'm saying you shouldn't step on. Back side, I don't really think it's as big of a deal. Yeah, I'm with you there. Still, like, yeah, that one's that one's a take it or leave it for me. Yeah, I never did it, but. If if you want to and that's your thing, I'm not going to stop you. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right, well, let's end it with a little little one of my, again, dumb thoughts, random thoughts, which pertains to fighting with a pitcher, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, why do bullpens run in from the outfield during a pitcher's <laughs> brawl? There's no reason that these dudes should run in from the outfield. First of all, by the time they get there, the fight's over. Second of all, like, what are you going to do? It takes you 40 seconds to run in. I'm trying to go through a logical scenario in my mind here. Like, if I was sitting in the bullpen. There's, I'll tell you right now, there's no logical well, scenario. That's what there's I'm a 0% chance I get up and run to the infield. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do they do this? I would, I would, my guess would be is it's because they have literally nothing better to do at that point in time. Yeah, but, like, if I had nothing better to do, I'd, like, sit there and I'd, like, commentate the fight with my fellow bullpen arms. <laughs> I'd be like, I mean, oh, look at him so. throwing the right hook. Oh, and here he comes with the tackle. Like, I'm not getting up and running. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. There, it makes no sense to me. It like, would be hilarious, though, if there were just a benches-clearing brawl and the and some guy from the bullpen just comes absolutely Dude, yes. hauling in there yes. and then just like drop yes. an elbow on some no, guy. No, I need like if you're <laughs> listen, if you're coming in from the bullpen, I need you 40 yard dashing. Yeah, you got wherever the fight is and spear tackling the first guy. <laughs> you got to come in with the vengeance. Just like... absolutely no reason that you should be doing this, but that's exactly what I need. Like Either don't come in at all or come in hotter oh, than yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. It's an, it's an all Bad or nothing. out of hell. It's an Just, all or nothing right there. <laughs> I need you cooking in there. Like, I don't know. Like, you better be there within five seconds of the fight starting. And you better be spear tackling somebody on the other team. It doesn't even matter who it is. Just do it. 
Do you think the guys in the back of the fight just kind of have their own conversations? Like, oh, hey, yeah. how's it going today? <laughs> I think, I think, and I've never actually, like, I got no stats to back this up. I think both bullpens run in, and then they just talk to each other. <laughs> like, Look at these motherfuckers getting in the fight. What a bunch of idiots. Be like, you running to get some exercise? Yeah, you. Yeah, I was bored out there in the bullpen. That'd be my best guess about what the bullpen does I, during a fight. I had a double cheeseburger last yeah. week. I had to work it off. <laughs> Really didn't feel good out there in the bullpen. Needed to get some exercise in. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Now, that was my. I I don't even think there's been like a bench. Maybe the A's, but like that was like I don't I don't know why I thought about that today. I like that though. It's an all or nothing if you're coming out of yeah. the bullpen, and I all hope right. that you're just coming in all out. So so final thought on the random thought: if you're a bullpen pitcher, either don't come in at all and commentate the fight. Or come in like a bat out of hell and spear tackle somebody. Yep. There's no in between. Don't do this what you're doing now where you just <laughs> lollygag around. I need you sprinting and spear tackling. End the discussion. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Anything else you got for today? That's a wrap. All right. Well, hope you all are enjoying your Fridays. And uh, until next time, keep it cold. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.